welcome to First the Thing. A conversation. <laughs> no, wait. Wait, wait, start again. Okay. Should I say hello there? And you can say it if fine. you want. Okay. Hi, welcome to First the Thing. The beginning of a conversation. I'm Hadley. And I'm Susie. And today we're talking about why the arts matter. Uh, we're in this blanket fort. This nice setup. (laughs) I just felt like we should be honest about the situation that we're in (laughs) as fourth year university students just trying to start something. Yeah, we constructed this blanket fort in my room. It's actually working really well. I'm really impressed. I'm really happy with it. It's getting a little hot in here, (laughs) but I've already taken off my sweater, so we'll see. I have not yet. I'm sorry if my feet smell. I'm sorry. (laughs) I hope that doesn't cause. A problem. I mean, both of us have a really bad sense of smell anyway, so it's not like we're really going to smell We're pretty well suited to this situation. This is our first podcast episode, technically. Yeah. If we don't count the intro. So. Oftentimes, within university context, education context, job market context, the STEM fields are often more seen as, like, more valuable or better suited to find you a stable job versus the arts. And Mm -hmm. both of us do have a strong love for the arts. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to explain why it should be valued. Yes. From our opinions, like why we think that it should be valued. Yeah, so we've done a little bit of research, but it's also just based on our own opinions and our own experiences. And like some frustration with people not valuing the arts or thinking that they're as worthwhile as Mm -hmm. the sciences I guess yeah so did you want to go first sure um so the thing that I thought the thing that frustrates me that we've talked about before was is how like I'll see people share things on Facebook and stuff like that saying like they're arts advocates but the way they're framing it I don't think is helping the arts in some way like they'll they'll post stats that say like um like people like kids who study music in high school are better able to do math equations or whatever <laughs> or like thinking and stuff like that yeah. that relates to science and math directly mm-hmm. and it frustrates me because I don't feel like you need to measure it in that way like I feel like that's not helping the arts case because it's always assuming that the sciences and that math is like a higher priority yeah it's like more the superior. ultimate goal is to have those skills yeah exactly Um, so yeah, my personal stance that I've talked about before is that I just think that life would, it sounds really extreme, but life would not be worth living if the arts didn't exist. Like, just think about it, like, how important the arts are to our everyday lives. Or even, yeah, just how boring life would be without arts, because Mm -hmm. if we take the definition of arts very broadly, like, it can include visual, auditory, like, performance, movies television shows video games anything visual anything like it's mm-hmm. it surrounds us but we take it for granted almost because we're so it's so abundant in our society and our cultures it's now. true yeah yeah and i just feel like i feel like the arts are like what give us like a soul and what separate us from like i don't know animals i guess to some degree yeah like the idea of creativity distinguishes humans from like this is a psychological (laughs) stance as well i'm pretty sure like human creativity is something phenomenal and comes with our ability to think higher like higher thinking to have higher thinking that doesn't come well out 
I guess you could. You can say it again from the you back want. brain of my mind. <laughs> um, I think, from a psychological standpoint, creativity is seen as not really a byproduct, but something that comes out of humans' ability to think higher or to have higher thinking. Mm-hmm. So it really does separate us from other animals. And I think it's just really valuable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My always go-to argument is that, like, why shouldn't we have the arts? It's, it's great. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. I know. And it's hard to kind of put it into words because it is so abstract. Mm-hmm. But... And because it's so omnipresent that people kind of don't even think about it. Like, mm-hmm. how much of their lives is made up of just, like, art that someone created. Yeah, like, you can't put a quantity to it. But that's kind of what our society is surrounded by now. It's math, mm-hmm. science is very based in real life and based on numbers and based on science I was gonna say (laughs) it's which I think is great I don't discount those but we should also give art some credit Mm -hmm. as like a a serious and valid and important like Mm -hmm. a vital thing yeah and that's I feel like that's especially relevant now especially for people from Ontario like we are like with the current government the conservative government that loves to cut funding to (laughs) things like the arts and arts education and that kind of thing like I found this one um, stat from uh, the National Post that said that uh, last year in 2019 uh, the Ontario government reduced the amount of funding to the Ontario Arts Council which gives uh, grants to artists uh, by 10 million dollars and five million dollars of that uh, was from disbanding the indigenous culture fund which was only established in 29 or 2018 excuse me oh my god so that is really scary to me just like how the arts are like the first thing to get cut yeah i mean it always is i feel like even in my high school the arts department especially the drama department because we had a lot of asians in our school and they're known for kind of being better with visual arts and music Mm -hmm. So those departments were kind of okay, but the drama department was was always struggling. And generally, our entire arts department wasn't very well funded. Like, Mm -hmm. the teachers had to petition a lot to try and get funding for their supplies and for any kind of resources that they needed. And the drama department is always in debt, and I feel so bad. Yeah. (laughs) Because I love drama so much. Yeah, it's really sad. Yeah, that kind of, like, happened with my high school because it was being closed when I was in like I was in the process of amalgamating with the other public high school in my town uh, when I was in grade 12 and so there wasn't a very big population like my graduating class was only about 80 or 90 people or something like that so we didn't have all of the courses available that we would normally have for grade 12 and like the first things to go were music I mean Mm -hmm. it's partly just like low enrollment for some reason people just didn't feel like they wanted to enroll in the arts and stuff but we didn't even have a music class when I was in grade 12. Now that you say that I remember in elementary school I've I've asked a lot of people like both you and our other housemates Mm -hmm. um like how did you learn an instrument when you were in elementary school Mm -hmm. because I was watching another youtuber's video and she was saying how she learned so many different instruments Mm -hmm. and I was like I never learned an instrument so it turns out Mm -hmm. that my school was just really poor that we couldn't get instruments oh oh my god yeah so I never even thought of asking you that like if you ever learned an instrument I mean, like, never brought it up, so... Yeah, like, I've always wanted to learn 
mm-hmm. but I just don't have the enough self-control to kind of do it myself. I did take guitar lessons for a while, but I think for two years, but I kind of stopped that. So I generally know how to play guitar, but for things like piano or reading sheet music, I didn't really get a lot of practice because that is basically what we did in class, but it was just like writing out the word like bad with using the letters from the scale (laughs) or like things like that. Like you do sheet music to to try and just get yourself acquainted with the, 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 the notes on the staff. Right. And I didn't even know what the difference between like triple clef and bass clef was until grade eight. And even then, by then, I didn't know. I still have to use like every good boy deserves fudge and F A C E to read it. Me too. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, but it's. I feel like as a person who does enjoy music and kind of wishes that she could have had more of an education, mm-hmm. I didn't get that experience at an age where kids are known to develop a lot faster and pick up things a lot faster Mm -hmm. not that I can't learn it now it's just it would have been nice to have it ingrained in the education because we did have music classes but we just didn't have like instruments Mm -hmm. to loan out to students and things like that so I wish I could have played like even guitar in elementary school because I I picked up guitar in high school Mm -hmm. um if I could have learned violin flute like any other classical instrument I think would have been just really cool First of all, I feel like it's a cool skill to have, even if it's not something that you carry on later in your life. And I don't think that you should have to that the school should have to force kids who don't want to learn to play the flute or whatever Mm -hmm. to be in music class. But I just think that you should have to. I know that you have to take like in my school, you had to take one art in grade nine but Mm -hmm. you could pick like music visual art or drama okay yeah because our at at my high school you couldn't pick music you had to have an instrument that you came into the school with an audition to to join the music classes oh um so i had the option of arts i mean uh yeah visual arts or drama and Mm -hmm. in grade nine i took visual arts and then grade 10 11 12 i took drama because i was like i really like this and i want to join the school play and stuff like that yeah and uh that was like the most fun class that i've had yeah. <laughs> I did really well I don't know what it is that needs to change but I'm just like thinking about like as we're talking about this how I feel like in some schools the arts are valued to a certain extent but they're considered something that you kind of just do for fun and mm-hmm. then one you have to get serious once you graduate and it's like okay what are you really doing now though yeah. like I even came up against that when I was in high school talking to guidance counselors and saying like oh, really? I think I want to do music or something like that they'd be like oh like be a music teacher and I'm like <laughs> well I kind of want to sing but that's not really I don't know that there's some kind of weird stigma around mm-hmm. actually pursuing the arts well I think when it comes to things like visual arts and music and even drama, you come kind of you kind of come across the stereotype or the image of a starving artist and how difficult it's going to be to get job stability, which ultimately is for some people is the main goal in life. Mm-hmm. And you just want to make music and live comfortably, not make music, make money and live comfortably. Oh yeah. So another thought thing that I thought was interesting, I was just trying to find. Um, stats to kind of legitimize <laughs> things i guess which like kind and of just... contradicts the stuff that you said before but i understand what you mean it it, it, it comes yeah. off differently yeah. when like the stats that were presented before are like like you said to justify mm-hmm. other more in quote valued skills yeah. it's kind of like music and art and stuff like that are kind of like 
the side things to to what the ultimate goal is, which is something. Yeah. Or it's the supporting thing to get you to where you really need to go. It's like, oh, the ability to think creatively and innovate will help you in thinking of like ways to think of math and ways to think of science and other ways, which we're not hating on them. But no. we just want the arts to be elevated to a similar level as them. Yeah. And be considered a real path and a real, like, form of study. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, but I was going to say, oh, yeah, I found this um, stat that said uh, from the Canadian Arts Coalition, uh, their website has stats on, um, like, the economic value of the arts in Canada. Mm. Um, and it said that, okay, this is kind of an old stat, but it was hard to find <laughs> recent ones, unfortunately. But it said the cultural sector generated approximately $25 billion in taxes for all levels of government in t- um, 2007. And that's more than three times higher than the $7.9 billion that was spent on culture in all levels of government in wow. <laughs> 2007. So you can kind of see, like, the disparity, I guess, between the concrete um, results, I mm-hmm. guess, of having um, the arts, like, flourish. being produced <laughs> and, and flourish and stuff. Yeah. Um, the disparity between that and how the government and the systems i guess value Mm -hmm. the arts that's really interesting so it's like you don't have to put that much money in i mean obviously there are private companies funding these as well but it's kind of looking at like oh you get a lot from a payoff as a payoff than what you put in Mm -hmm. because we do enjoy the arts and entertainment and Mm -hmm. i thought of I really liked this one quote that my writing teacher was saying, how she she says that we think that entertainment is a dirty word, but Mm -hmm. we, like, value it almost to the point where, like, we take advantage of it. Or, like... Well, yeah. I feel like it's so ubiquitous and accessible now Mm -hmm. with, like, streaming services and stuff that we really take it for granted. We just kind of want to be entertained all the time. And we don't think about the fact that there are people producing that content yeah and it's their job and they're actually like doing well at it and and making money and stuff but weirdly there's this kind of there can be this kind of like suppressive attitude of like uh why do you want to be in the arts (laughs) like that's not gonna get you anywhere yeah when there are job markets you just have to be more creative in the field that you want to go in and you have to do a bit more research to understand the steps that you have to take Mm mm-hmm to get to a higher position or to get to a place where you can be making money. And I think it's, like, almost insane because I'm just thinking from the perspective of video games in general because I love watching the behind the scenes of movies, television shows, video games, like, how any creative thing is created or developed. Excuse me. I'm so sorry. I just burped. I really hope that wasn't audible. (laughs) It just kept going. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Okay. Sorry. Um... Yeah, I love watching the behind the scenes of how any thing is created because it takes a team, and not even a team, it takes like an army of people who are working together for this one thing to create the end product that we see. And yet, when it comes to movies, we only see the stars. When it comes to video games, we only see the, like, the main actors. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking of taking Last of Us, the video game, as an example because that's the mm-hmm. thing that I'm thinking about the most. But I'm watching 
a, a playthrough with some of the actors who were in the the game and they're giving like these tidbits and behind the scenes of their experiences on it and they're saying how individually there's an artist who has to hand draw animate or hand animate mm-hmm. bullets ricocheting off different materials so it obviously would treat differently if it was bouncing off of wood versus concrete in the daylight at nighttime yeah. and they have to like hand light hand animate all of that yeah because Dep- because with video games it's so much more interactive and the way that you're you're standing changes differently so you have to code a lot into that which i think is fascinating mm-hmm. like it's so yeah. cool to me how much work that people go through yeah or how much work people put into it to make something so realistic like a video game yeah and not really get any like public recognition for yeah it. exactly and it's i i just have such an appreciation for every single person who puts their time and effort into the game or any kind of product because you it won't be made without you or someone like you mm-hmm. and just because you don't get recognition for it doesn't mean that it's not undervalued at all because without those specific people it won't look as realistic or it won't look as good yeah as it it could <laughs> yeah no it's crazy to think about how many like highly specialized jobs there are in the arts that people mm-hmm. don't think about yeah and like it is possible to do something really cool in the arts and mm-hmm. make money and i feel like we're saying i'm saying the arts a lot at least and i just mean that in in like the broadest sense of the word i guess Mm -hmm. by the way like you were talking about video game artists Mm -hmm. and but i'm also talking about music obviously and you know theater and film and all of the everything that goes under the umbrella of the arts but just liberal arts as well yeah any kind of writing any philosophy definitely gets hated on a lot Mm -hmm. english as a um as a as a degree there's so much stigma around that (laughs) like having a ba in english is considered like you don't know what you're doing, which is really unfair, I think, as <laughs> as someone who comes from a family of writers, basically, that, that really bothers me. Yeah, I think it's definitely very valuable, the stuff that they teach you in these courses. It's The main thing really is critical thinking, and that's one of the things that we've kind of honed over the years mm-hmm. in our university experience. Yeah. Not that I feel like I'm any better at it than I was a couple years ago but I know that I am better at it (laughs) no you are you are it's weird because I feel like it's such gradual change that you don't realize Mm. but then I don't know every once in a while I'll write something or say something and I'm like I that's really good I got got that from my years in university of like figuring out what I want to say and a good way to say it and stuff like that Mm -hmm. I feel like what critical thinking really comes down to is getting a better knowledge of the source material that you're talking about or the thing that you're criticizing Mm -hmm. and then kind of shifting your framework to look at it in a different way and be like hey what if we looked at it this way or why don't we take apart the reason why this is happening Mm -hmm. and that's very valuable when it comes to creative thinking it's very valuable when it comes to a lot of different jobs as well because the thing we're always striving for is like innovation creativity something new something novel we're for some reason in this age of change and I don't necessarily know if that is a goal that we should be pursuing as a society, but mm-hmm. it's definitely the way that the tech industry is going. And looking at how much technology has changed over the years, it's not something bad to have as a skill, creative thinking and like uh, critical thinking. No, it's true. Yeah. I guess that's the other side of it is like 
if after, even after university, not just after high school, if you've been doing the arts, but then you decide maybe you want to apply it to, to something a little bit different. I don't mm-hmm. know what that would be like business or something like that. <laughs> oh, you can definitely use then, it in business. <laughs> yeah. To kind of, I guess I'm kind of contradicting what I said before, but mm-hmm. I think that, I don't know, an arts education, like, I think when I explain to people my degree, how it's a BA with a major in pop music studies, Mm -hmm. it sounds like kind of a nothing degree. And I understand that because, like, there's no clear path for me. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't seem like the kind of degree that would necessarily get me a job just by me saying that I have that degree. Yeah. But I've, it's taught me so much. And, um... I don't know. I've just I've really enjoyed my university experience and I feel like I'll be able to carry no matter what I end up doing, I'll be able to carry the skills and the ideas that I've gained mm-hmm. from university yeah. forward in my life. Yeah. I like what you said about the idea or like, yeah, the stigma basically when it comes to an arts degree or a liberal mm-hmm. arts degree or a humanities degree that it doesn't carve a straight line path for you Mm -hmm. and I don't really think that in sciences maybe in business but I feel like even for people in science it is difficult for them because they have to either get a master's or repeat and or a phd Mm -hmm. and or go into research or become a doctor it's it is more straight lined I feel like it's still difficult for them though like they have a lot of options yeah I feel like we all just have to empathize with each other better I guess because yeah yeah, I, I definitely know science students and like engineering students and stuff Mm -hmm. who don't feel like they have it all together or know exactly what they're going to do after school which as an art student I just kind of assume like oh art students are the ones who are like having existential crises (laughs) and like don't know what they're going to do with their life but it's it's an all university students kind of thing I think the people who do know what they're going to do and do have a plan and like feel very secure in it are kind of the outside or the outliers I (laughs) guess yeah they're the lucky ones definitely But also going back to just liberal arts and art students, mm-hmm. um, like you said, it sounds like a nothing degree, but what you can take away, this is what I learned when I went to um, a kind of a career conference to help people in my program know what to do with their degree or kind of like have more ideas of what to do with their degree is that mm-hmm. because you take, you have certain skills that you can take away with you, you can really make do, you can do anything with the degree as long as you kind of like mold it into what you want to do mm-hmm. which I think is really nice like it gives yeah. you a toolkit of skills that you can take to any job to any yeah. career to any kind of field that you want to go into yeah and there's never anything bad about having a degree from a good school mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah exactly it's to like, have graduated from western and yeah to have a BA is never going to be a negative thing yeah but yeah I just feel like I have really I don't know like I've said I've said this to you before but I don't love academia but I have really I've always enjoyed school and learning about things that I'm passionate about and like I don't know I've just had so many moments in school uh where I felt so lucky that I was able to go to university because Mm -hmm. I get so excited about learning um new things about like film has been a big one for me that I I didn't know that I would really enjoy but like film mm-hmm. classes have been really big for me in comparative literature and music obviously um but yeah I don't know that passion I think <laughs> it's it's really exciting and it's really valuable and we shouldn't try to discourage people from studying things like mm-hmm. that just because it doesn't seem like 
it's heading towards a clear career. Yeah. I guess. I definitely think coming up with, like, being able to build an argument well is something that comes out of being forced to write essays Mm -hmm. and being in university. But I also want to point out that you don't have to be in university to necessarily get the kind of education or the kind of Mm -hmm. lessons that we learn. That's a good point, yeah. It's just nice that it's compact within... A program it's yeah. you have a set of courses that you can take or that and we have it, these resources in these profs yeah really good you're put within a system that is cultivating education and like a strong sense of learning and all these different skills mm-hmm. but i find it lovely that there's so many people out there i think whether or not they have uh degrees or if they just have an opinion if you see video essays on anything like TV shows, books, movies. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love video essays. Yeah, exactly. Like on <laughs> YouTube, these people also are able to formulate a proper argument and maybe they have the kind of training, maybe they don't, but you can enrich mm-hmm. your own education or your own um, knowledge base yeah. by watching these people kind of structure their arguments. That is really exciting to me that it's it's like democratizing, I guess, the, the mm-hmm. internet and the access that we have to resources like that now yeah i just think that if i weren't in university i'm not the kind of person who would necessarily be motivated to do that on my own exactly or to seek out those kinds of sources like just having to be in a lecture at a certain time um every day and stuff like that really forces me to sit down and and absorb this information which then makes me really appreciate it but yeah it's really amazing that people are able to i don't know make all this cool stuff and get all of the like develop all of these skills without mm-hmm. going to post-secondary school yeah so. and i think it's just something interesting to point out because we keep talking about university but also there could be people who aren't going to post-secondary or mm-hmm. are going to a different like going to college or community college mm-hmm. and getting a more production-based side of things versus a theoretical because that's yeah. really what distinguishes university from college I yeah. find in Canada. Because... Also, yeah, for <laughs> any Americans that might be listening, that's what the the, di- the main difference is, is for yeah. Canadians. University is very theoretical and not much focused on production, while college is mostly focused on the production side of things and doesn't really teach you the why behind all of those things. So, mm-hmm. which is why people say that you should be getting a university and a college degree, yeah. but that's a lot of effort and a lot of money that's and a, a lot, lot of time. Money. Yeah. I've been lucky in my program that there are some aspects of it that are almost college class, like, mm-hmm. like the, the, you know, music production and digital, digital audio engineering and stuff like that, where we actually get to do hands-on stuff. I mean, there is a bit of a theoretical background, mm-hmm. but yeah, but I also, I have to say, I do, I didn't know how I would feel about it going into university, but I do really enjoy analyzing things sometimes, <laughs> just like really analyzing yeah. things. I thought that I didn't, like, I'm not a huge fa- fan of analyzing poetry, which I have to do an assignment yeah, for that in yeah, a couple yeah. days, oh, or in man. a couple weeks, but just de- like delving deeper into the culture that you thought that you knew, yeah, and kind of picking it apart. Although it does ruin films for you sometimes, like oh Disney movies and Disney will always be ruined for me <laughs> now that I've... It's like women's studies and film classes have yeah. just ruined movies for me, but in kind of an interesting way. Like, I still enjoy yeah. them, but just a different way. Yeah, you're just more sensitive and more aware of 
certain things that maybe you wouldn't have been before if you're just focusing on the plot. Mm-hmm. And even for me now, like I, if I watch a movie for the first time, I'm mostly focusing on the plot. And then the second time and third time you go around, you pick up on things afterwards. At least yeah. that's for me. I'm not very, I can't multitask. I'm not very attentive. Mm-hmm. So it does take multiple viewings for me to kind of get the main message of the story and kind of see what maybe the director wanted me to see or maybe for me to pick apart the things that I do and don't like about mm-hmm. a film. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, there's so much in the arts to enjoy. <laughs> just, I don't know how to, like, bring this back. I feel like we talked about, like, writing essays and stuff, yeah. but then when it comes to, like, the podcast, we're kind of just letting our conversation go where it's yeah. going to go. It's, it's not going to be much of an analysis. It's more yeah. just our opinions and our observations. Yeah. Um, Which I think is valid. That's why podcasts exist, I think. I don't think they should be overly structured. We're just analyzing podcast (laughs) structure now. Um, I'm like, do you have any more points on your side? I do not. I don't know if you do. Okay, so I wanted to bring up the artist side of the internet, particularly particularly the Mm. digital artists. That's true, we didn't talk about this. Okay. I do follow a lot of digital artists on Instagram and Tumblr because I still use Tumblr. Judge me. And I just, like, have you seen people who create art? Like, I follow a lot of artists because they create fan art for the TV Mm -hmm. shows and the, the video games and the books that I really, really enjoy. And, man, these people are so talented. They're so lovely. I know. And I wish... And they just put their art up on, like, Instagram and stuff for free so that people can see it. Which is amazing. It's like, yeah, you don't, it's it's just, I just love it so much. Like the people, the way people use color, the way that people use, mm-hmm. there's different styles, like more cartoony, more realistic. It's, I don't know how people do it. I'm watching like drawing tutorials now and trying to get better at honing my own skill because people always say that drawing is the best practice to get better at drawing, right. <laughs> which makes sense. But yeah. <laughs> it's funny that you say um, people post stuff on Instagram for free because that leads mm-hmm. to a lot of art theft. Yes. Which is a huge thing in the art community and stuff that I feel very passionate about. And it's like I understand the whole idea of wanting to share great art, mm-hmm. but at least credit the artist properly and use their handles and actually put time and effort into finding the correct person yeah because it's so easy just to screenshot something and post it on your own twitter or your instagram or pinterest is the worst but (laughs) it does more harm than it does good to the artist yeah in some cases like i I will be honest i have found a lot of artists through people reposting stuff yeah but it helps me a lot more when they tag the artist so i'm able to go follow the person instead and like the post on their account instead yeah um if you really like someone's art style you it's better to support them by following them and liking their Mm posts so that they can get more recognition like i understand the whole idea of exposure and they these instagram pages where they just repost other people's art sometimes with credit sometimes without it like i said before it i do kind of fall into that and I think that there is some merit or mm-hmm. is, there is some value in people doing that. Yeah. But if you can't link it to the correct person and people don't put the effort into doing that, even though their artist tag is right there, or even worse, when people try to erase the artist tag yeah. and claim it for their own, mm-hmm. that's like completely harmful to the artist. And I've had, I've actually heard a couple of um, situations, one in, even in my own class where he said that his friend created fan art for this DJ and the DJ said, Hey, can I 
use this for my merchandise and the artist said no um i don't really feel comfortable you using it or like if i do you would have to pay for the rights of it Mm -hmm. the artist said no i'm not interested but he took the art anyways and just modified it a little bit and then used it for her merchandise and for his logo that's terrible and it really made that guy's friend lose respect for the artist for that like that dj especially someone who's in the arts who's like a music like a musician like you think you would realize how much work goes into something like that but yeah it's not exactly the same but they're kind of parallel they're both artistic work yeah exactly i just think that when it comes to drawing um you hear the argument a lot of people saying oh drawing is so easy i shouldn't have to pay like 50 dollars for a commission of just a Mm -hmm. simple like well-shaded full body piece of a of a character and well you have to take into account like often commission rates you have to do it by hours, so technically, like generally, it would take maybe ten hours for you to draw the piece, plus the mm-hmm. the price of the materials if you're doing it more traditional work. So it does call co- like you shouldn't undervalue artists because they are putting the labor into it. It's just you're seeing the final product of it, and if mm-hmm. you think it's so easy, then you draw it yourself. Yeah, like that. <laughs> that's the one thing I have to say. Like if you're not willing to pay the artist for the time and the effort that they put into like that they also put into their developing their skill as well as to draw your picture or to draw your art, Mm -hmm. then just don't hire their services. And I don't know, like, it just makes me so angry that these people are being ripped off, basically, where people say like, oh, can you make it cheaper? And it's like, these people have to make a living as well somehow. I know. And just because artists share their stuff freely on the internet, people think that, oh, I can just steal this and I don't have to ever, like, pay for it. Yeah. But if you want something specific, then you're going to have to pay for it. Yeah. It's just really frustrating how just because you can't see the work that's done up front to you, mm-hmm. because you can only see the final product, it doesn't mean that it should devalue all of the effort and time mm-hmm. that has been put into it. That goes for, like, visual arts, for music, for anything. Yeah. Like... People always say, oh, the arts is so easy, music is so easy, um, like, you can just put a beat together and ta-da, here it is. Or you can, mm-hmm. for poetry, you can just say whatever and you can get a good grade in creative writing. Yeah. But when it really comes down to separating those who are good from those who are great, like, you really hone your craft and you really put time and effort to understand people and understand yourself mm-hmm. and to express the things that you want to express and that takes time and effort and skill yeah but people don't see that because they don't value it as well yeah I really like what you said about the like entertainment being a dirty word thing it's so true I don't think there's I don't know if there's any way to shift things like that I think it's a positive thing that art is everywhere because I think it makes life I don't know better it's it's hard to like (laughs) quantify it I guess but um I think that is a big reason why stuff like that happens is just because people think well like arts everywhere it shouldn't be that hard to make it Mm -hmm. (laughs) if that makes sense yeah it just sucks for art theft as well because i was telling you about this before how there are like algorithms online that Mm -hmm. look for text that specifically say stuff like oh i want this on a t-shirt and they rip off the whatever image has been taken from that that they were like they were talking about from that tweet or whatever and they put it on t-shirts to sell that is crazy without like any connection back to the the artist yeah. but then once people found this out they started posting images of just like a blank white 
<laughs> image with the words like this was stolen from twitter and they i think they like put their twitter handle or something and, they, and then someone else said oh i want this on a t-shirt and lo and behold there was a website that was selling that specific image that says this was stolen from twitter oh <laughs> or something God. along the lines of that so it was funny how the artist community kind of came together and was like yeah. we're just gonna screw over this t-shirt company because it's clear that's to insane. us that that's insane that they like didn't filter that out <laughs> and see that as like what it was because it's not even a, a person doing it it's a robot and it just right. goes to show like how people are so willing to like they don't care enough to even mm-hmm. be the person to steal it themselves they set up yeah. a robot to do it because that's yeah. how much they value art and it's like they're making money from someone else's art yeah it just makes me angry whenever anyone talks about art theft and I don't want to hate on these Instagram pages who do repost a lot of art because I feel like the general demographic of those people are pretty young teenage people. Yeah. Who, but like some of them are really disrespectful when it comes to it because people ask, some artists ask like, oh, hey, can you take this down? And they're like, I got it from this and this website. I just remember I found someone's like reposting page and i saw mm-hmm. this piece of art that i really really liked but i didn't it, there was it's just like credit to the artist was all it said and oh it, it burns it frustrates every single artist as much as it frustrates not, me that doesn't count as credit if yeah. you just say credit but you don't say who and then some people even say like if you if um if you're the artist like dm me for removal which they didn't even take the time to find the artist and they're posting it even before they get permission from the artist yeah like, some artists put in their bios, you can or you cannot repost this. Oh, okay. Or you can repost it with permission or repost it with credit. Okay. So, because a, a huge thing of art that has been happening, people are more and more aware of mm-hmm. giving permission and, like, giving consent. Yeah. And then there are some people who just don't care. <laughs> yeah. So, this person um, just, yeah, just had artists to the uh, credit to the artist so I did the work and I went to go find because the person had their like little like um, username at the mm-hmm. bottom. But sometimes people's handwriting is really hard to read. So it took a yeah. couple of like, like mistypes and mistries oh. to, to finally find the artist. And I was yeah. like, oh, it's this person. And I commented at the bottom uh, at that one person's post. And that was mm-hmm. the only comment, too. And all the person had to say was, thanks, I'll add it now. And I'm like okay, but why don't you just do this? Like, it literally took me five minutes yeah. to find the person. And if you're making yeah. an entire page off of this, and people are even making money off of it, yeah. because they, like, get sponsored from other... from people who were, like, giving out sponsorships, mm-hmm. they're still making money off of other people's art when those artists aren't making money either. <laughs> yeah. No. it's so there, it's, There's, like, a weird sense of, like, ownership that people mm-hmm. have over art when it's online. It's yeah. like, well... It's there, so what am I going to do? Not share it or yeah. like not somehow exploit it? Like, We're just like, why can't I take it? They posted it up for free. It's like yeah. they didn't post it for you to take it yeah. and then make something to benefit you only mm-hmm. out of it. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like different artists use Instagram and stuff like that for different purposes, mm-hmm. but... I feel like it's kind of an online portfolio for them so pe- they, people can find them and be yeah. like, oh, I like that style. I want to buy their art or commi- commission yeah. something or something like that. Um, it's not for people to, to take to use for <laughs> other stuff. And yeah, I like how you say that just because I think the perspective kind of has shifted almost mm-hmm. with the influx of all these fan pages and all of these reposting right. pages. Yeah. And I just put a lot of extra effort into 
looking for the original artist. That's great because I feel like we just <laughs> see images and we like don't think about where they came from a yeah. lot of times. And I think we should. Yeah, I have done that a couple times where I do find someone's art and either it has a credit or it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And I will go to that person's page, whether and it's on whether or not it's on Twitter or on Instagram or on Tumblr, mm-hmm. and I'll go and like look for that specific image and then like like it yeah. <laughs> for them specifically and not give the like to the person who reposted it. Nice. I do that a lot actually. Um, so I spend a lot of time just like going on my explore page and being exposed to a just lot of art. Out of your way. Yeah. Cause I just want to, even if it's that one, like it exposes me to mm-hmm. other people's art and it gets their post more yeah. engagement, which makes it more likely for the algorithm to spread it around as well. Yeah. That's kind of like what I do with like, if I want to watch a movie that isn't on Netflix or something like that, <laughs> but I say it's it was like Lady Bird or Little Women or something like mm-hmm. that, that I, I really respect the filmmaker and I want them to make money off of yeah. it, then I will like rent it online or something like that. But yeah. if it's like an Avengers movie, then I'm probably <laughs> just going to torrent it or something like that and not feel that bad because they're making so much money. Yeah, <laughs> like, Disney doesn't need any more money, which may be a different topic for a different day because oh, I have so much to say about oh, Disney. I, I'll just let you talk the whole time and <laughs> yeah. I'll just like nod because I feel like you have a lot to say. Yeah, I'll even get help from my professor just because I, f- yes. I wish I could have taken a Disney course, but already it's just, it's such a strong Anyways, that's a topic for a different day. I can go all into it. I feel like it's really easy for us to branch into completely different topics that we should probably save for another episode. Yeah, it's easier to... But that's the thing about these podcasts is that they are conversations that can branch out into other things. So we try to keep them contained in each episode. Mm -hmm. But But, it can continue. Yeah, that's kind of our unofficial tagline i guess like <laughs> first the thing what did you say like the beginning of the conversation yeah. or something like that i like that because I, I don't think we should put too much pressure on ourselves to have too much of a structure like an essay like mm-hmm. an audio essay every time yeah which we, we, we definitely don't need any more essays <laughs> no we really don't it's nice to just talk about this stuff and not worry too much about having like a neat conclusion at the end yeah or even citations and yeah. you have to have oh evidence God. from other academic artists who have yeah. a theoretical position on yeah. this just that you can say like oh this person also agrees with me and they have it peer-reviewed mm-hmm. yeah i mean we're gonna i we're gonna try to make an effort to get information from credible sources well mm-hmm. we are going to make an effort to do that yeah. and if there are any mistakes we're welcome to people correcting, correcting us <laughs> of course um but yeah this isn't like going to be strictly academic yeah i know i mean that is the background that we have so it probably will be the framework that we're working from but maybe as we kind of go on we'll find our own voices and mm-hmm. have our own way of structuring things and have our own way of discussing things yeah So, I don't know. I don't have anything else to add to this conversation. I think we've covered a lot. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we could definitely approach this topic in the future. Mm -hmm. Um, But definitely, art should be respected for many different reasons. And that is the main conclusion that we're going with. Yes. It's extremely (laughs) valuable. And I'm sure, I don't know, a lot of people talk about it, but we just wanted to put our own thoughts out there. Yeah. I'm sure there are other people who resonate with the same sentiment in us. And I'm Mm -hmm. sure there are other people who don't. But I would like to ask you to consider it mm-hmm. because just take a, a gander around at your life. That's such <laughs> a weird a, word. Take a gander, gander around. Gander is such a funny word to me. <laughs> I don't it know why that's the word. Goose. Yeah, I don't know why. I, I think a male goose is called a gander. Oh, I maybe think that's. So. I just think of a goose like walking around and looking at things, which is. Wait, I don't think it actually is. Wait, <laughs> let me. Um, 
Anyways, <laughs> back to the mess. We'll, we'll figure it out later. Yeah. Um, back to the message is just take a look at your life and really think about the pieces of furniture that you're looking at or the videos that you're watching or the music that you're listening to and understand that there is a person behind that mm-hmm. who is a creative, who is who put time and effort into designing it, to developing it, to creating it, mm-hmm. to think of the concept and actually get help to put it into something feasible and to something yeah. physical. Yeah. And who really cares and who has some creative drive and talent mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like talent that's, and That skill. all goes into it. Yeah. Because there's more creativity. Like we said before, we're surrounded by art to the point where it's ubiquitous and... Mm-hmm. We're almost blind to seeing it. But if you take a step back and think about everything that we have, there's more to appreciate just in life. Yes, I agree. All right. Okay. We're going to look up Gander. <laughs> Let me just We're going to... Gander. Is that know? how we should end the episode? Sure. <laughs> the definition of Gander. I don't know if... Yeah, this is... Th- I don't... There's the so many expressions gander. that you just hear and you're... You a gander don't... is a male goose. And it's oh. also an... It, uh, an insult meaning simpleton, a bit like calling someone a silly goose. What does it oh. mean to take a gander, to look at, glance at? Okay, so yeah. we're not calling you a simpleton if you don't appreciate art. That is not <laughs> I what I was going. What people were thinking. <laughs> I know I was it was used in a different context, but just to take a gander. <laughs> we just meant <laughs> just take to clarify. A look. Yeah, just take a look around at your life. <laughs> Anyways, that's how we're gonna end. <laughs> okay. <laughs> signing off i guess yeah um thank you for listening if you listened all the way through we really appreciate it yeah we definitely do um, squarespace sponsor us. <laughs> please or oh someone. if you're if you're willing to sponsor us you can email us at first thing podcast at gmail.com at, yeah um yeah we're really excited to be doing this and uh we hope that you guys are excited to listen to it whoever is out there listening to this right yeah. now and we'll see you next time yeah sounds good